0: I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings
1: Dude, that's pretty oh, cool just yeah, that is a sad that, that is a sad, sad. clown <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good <laughs> This is the clue Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky
0: elements that create the glue in the gloom.
1: So this guy um, is a he's a member of the animal family that uh, keeps me up at night. I'm afraid of mountain lions running out here in the country. And uh, this guy is also the the nicest guy in F3 Nation. Uh, self. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk about if that's self-determined or not. Uh, also was the recent fight queue at Wild Kingdom. Uh, and I think he's officially in charge of the two-club conundrum, but I, I'm not sure he'll have to uh, tell us about that. But we got Mufasa uh, on the cast this morning. So, Mufasa, you looking good, man. Happy Monday. Um, take us back to the beginning. Who he who aged you? What was your first workout like? And how they named you Mufasa? Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I appreciate it. Thank you, Plague. Um, so originally, I'm, I'm from Philadelphia originally. So I was told about F3 through my brother who was doing uh, F3 out in Philly. And he, he started two weeks before I did. He started going to this workout that his buddy told him about. And one day he texted me. He's like, hey, you should check this out. I, I know they have something in Omaha. I don't know how big it is. But you should check it out. So I showed up at the Wild Kingdom on a, you know, obviously on a Tuesday. And I I remember pulling in, Tater Top was the first guy I talked to. And I think I might have said, is this 3F or is this F3? I don't know what it is. I just know it's a workout site. And Tater Top was like way more bubbly than I thought someone should be at 5 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, so, um, we just got started and he had what was weird about it. And what I thought was weird is we had these, uh, cinder blocks and then a giraffe stick oh. and later on. I would find out more what the giraffe stick was all about, but I was like, what the heck is my brother got me into? So, <clears throat> but I knew I didn't know anybody hmm. in F3 Omaha, n- not one person. Um, so uh, so I just got started, and that first day I was hooked. I mean, it was extremely hot and humid, and I got my butt kicked, but I loved it. I loved everything about it. I uh, played baseball in college, and that reminded me of the team um, aspect that I was missing in my life, because everybody was rooting on your fellow teammates and player, and You wanted the best out of each other. And it's exactly what it reminded me of. And when I found out, you know, I think uh, um, Big One, he was there in Tater Top. When I found out they played baseball in college, you know, we had that connection and it just uh, grew from there. And then later that night, I texted or I tweeted for the first time ever somebody. And I remember this guy saying all this crap about, uh, you know, we pick up the six and I'm like, Dude, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I All I was asking is, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Should I show up? And obviously, I didn't listen to the five core principles uh, that morning with Tater Top because I was literally, you know, it was like a deer in headlights. I didn't know what was going on. <clears throat> but obviously, you know who that person was that I was uh, tweeting with, and that was you. Yeah. And you said you would pick up, you would pick up the six – and I showed up to the worst possible second place you could go for a guy that hates to run. I (laughs) went to this place at Regency, and I'm like, all we did was run. And I'm like, this is horrendous. And I still came back and I was hooked. So, um, but how I got my name, my brother had told me that they're gonna put you in the middle ask you some questions so I knew somewhat what was going to happen Uh, so I tried to steer the conversation the way I wanted it to Mm -hmm. and I had just got I remember I just got done you know I I spoke to Tater Totten big one about um, baseball and I just got done putting together a wiffle ball tournament that I've been doing here in Omaha for the last like eight nine years with a some buddies here and I kind of brought that up, but nobody cared about that. And I was like, you know, I was kind of disappointed in the baseball players because I thought they would be like, "Oh my God, this is awesome! Call him Curveball or something like that." But then they asked, "How did I end up in Nebraska?" And I said, "Oh, my wife is from here." And they said, "Well, how did you meet her?" And I said, "I don't want to answer that." And <laughs> then they they go, "You got to answer that," and I said. Well, my wife and I did an internship at Walt Disney World, and that's how we met. She came from the University of Nebraska, and I came from my college, and we went down there and we met, and I liked her more than she liked me, so that's why I moved to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So uh, so <clears throat> once they heard Walt Disney World, we were at, at the Wild Kingdom. The Lion King, like the um, the newer Lion King movie that came out. Mm-hmm. They started throwing out names. You know, first off it was Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. And I, you know, I know wait time was there and he's like, no, no, don't name him a girl. So then, <laughs> then it came to, uh, started talking about the Lion King and they might've thrown out Simba and it landed on Mufasa and that's how it stuck. So.
1: That's awesome. Well, um... <laughs> You got lucky. It sounds like because I could be talking to Cinderella today.
0: Yeah, I, or, or Sleeping Beauty. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. What? Um, so, so you? How long were you in Omaha before you found F three?
0: Oh, I've been. So I've been in F three now three and a half years. So I, I mean, 18, 19 years. So.
1: Oh, okay, so you were. Yeah, you,
0: I'm. I, yeah. I moved to Nebraska the last day of 2000 okay. so, and I started in 2019. So 19, basically 19 years.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And um, who's your, remind me who your brother is. I feel like he's famous or something. Is not like C-SPAN or somebody like that. Uh, he
0: No, C-SPAN is uh, who is the Nantan in Philly and he kind of brought my brother under his wing, but El Toro is my brother. Okay. Um, and, the reason why I go every day, di- well, I haven't gone much lately, but <laughs> that's, that's a different story. But um, the reason why I went was what I saw it did for my brother mm. uh, in Philly. And I was like, I can't be there for him, but I can be here with other guys and help them out. So that's what, you know, getting into that, why I continue. thats That's the main reason.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And what about uh, from like a fitness standpoint So you mentioned baseball kind of growing up and then wiffle ball, which, you know, there's some arguments I'm a baseball player as well. So I, you know, I think baseball is the best sport and some guys like soccer or whatever you, I don't know, the thing with the goals or whatever that's called. But yeah, what was your fitness level like or what, uh, what's been your journey there? The first step.
0: So it was non-existent until uh, F three. So okay. I mean, I was in. I mean, I don't know if I'm. I I I'm allowed to say this. I was in great shape in college, and then when I, you know, met my wife, I mean, that's why she she wanted me because I was in such great shape. Yeah. Um, but then when I moved here, I was still working out. I was actually still playing baseball. Um, we had our first child, then we had our second child, and then that, that was, um you know, 12 years ago that I stopped playing baseball in an adult Mm -hmm. league. And kind of from there, it definitely went downhill because I wasn't doing anything. I hate to run. I'm a sprinter, not a runner. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I just didn't do anything. I had a membership at the Y never went. My kids would go, I would never do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I would play some basketball, Sunday nights. But that's, that's basically it. So I know I needed it. and When my brother told me about it, it was really, it clicked. It wasn't like I had to be nudged or anything. It was just like, Hey, check this out. And I'm like, man, this, this is perfect. I can, I hate getting up in the morning, but I can do it. I need to change my life. So I came out and took, took it by storm and love it.
1: That's awesome. What have you have you seen improvement? wise? I mean, I feel like you're. I see you out there <laughs> running now. Have you had other benefits in that first step category?
0: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I, I up until joined F3, my back would be every few months or so. I would wake up and it would be so sore, and I was hurting. And there was one time like I'm would never miss work or anything for an illness or anything like that. And I, one, one day my back was killing me and I couldn't even get out of bed.
2: Oh. And this is
0: probably seven, eight years ago. And I didn't even go into work that day. And finally, it, you know, I did some stretches and finally I was able to move around, but it just killed. And, but ever since I started doing F3, working out consistently, um, my back, I haven't had any issues with my back. So, and then, you know, I, when I first started, well, about six months later, I, I weighed the heaviest I ever weighed. I was at 218.3 pounds. And yes, I remember because I was the, this is the worst. And I was working out, but it was over the winter time where I kind of took some time off um, because I was like, this is way too cold to be working out outside, but I decided in 2020 to do something different and I lost, uh, I ended up losing about 40 pounds, um, just like a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. Um, And like a lot of people, I put it back on, but there's a difference. It's a lot more muscle and I can tell a difference in just the way my clothes fit and everything that uh, the stuff that I was wearing five years ago, I they're too big on me now but even though even though I might be at the similar weight I was five years ago or I'm not over uh 100 anymore but uh uh it's just that uh it fits better and I'm in much better shape
1: yeah no that's awesome and you know I just so guys are, are aware I think a lot of that you you um you probably get from all the burpees that you do, right? Because when you when you lead a workout now, you you get uh, you have guys doing fifty burpees uh, before it even starts. So uh, you know, I think um, that's that your favorite exercise.
0: So I hate burpees, <laughs> and I hate burpees when they're in the middle of a workout. But I know they're good to be to to do them, mm-hmm. and I just thought of an idea one day when I was thinking about my workout oh maybe I should do it while I'm doing my intro and it'll also stick with the intro it'll keep it a little bit longer and it takes about you know I say it's 5 30 let's do five burpees welcome to the wild kingdom let's do five burpees I'm Mufasa I'm the Q let's do five burpees you know I go through and you know if you do it that way do the whole intro so you don't miss it or anything and you end up doing 50 burpees in the first six seven minutes of the workout and yeah it stinks at the end um but when you break it up into five and you do 10 sets of it you can say i you know later on in the day i did 50 burpees this morning you don't have to say i did 10 sets of five no so we do when i do my intro we do more burpees in the first six minutes than anybody else. But I, I remember hearing I wasn't there when uh, Blue Suede started a workout. And I think he said, it's 530. Okay, do 100 burpees. Yeah. And yeah. thank God I wasn't there because I would not have came back if, because it sounded like it was right when I started. So
1: Yeah. that was um, a, a paradise one more. <laughs> Well, I love it. I think it's a genius way to get get your burpees in. And like you said, before you even start uh, the workout, you've got 50 yeah. of them, you know, it's awesome. Exactly. What, um, so I want to talk to you a little bit because you're kind of in this like transplant category maybe, but it sounds <laughs> like so you've been in Omaha for a long time. But at that first workout, um, gosh, you would have probably had like Tonight Show Big One, uh, probably Tater Tot, um, you know, some guys that have been doing F3 for a long time. But what, what was the fellowship, Kind of journey like or how did you begin building those relationships with guys
0: well i'm not very outgoing so (laughs) it's really hard for me to meet people (laughs) um and that's probably why i was coined the nicest guy in f3 uh Mm. nation not just omaha but i am i can talk to anybody so it was it's easy for me if i'm not talking a lot just Mm. like this podcast i'll probably hijack this whole podcast and talk the 90 percent of the time but um i i just need to be talking to someone and when that first at the wild kingdom it was you know you have tater tot that he doesn't shut up either so and then wait time you know he's he's the leader and all that and all hail wait time um but you know everybody was me up and helping me out and when you have a common bond, and for me, it was baseball, um, you know, wait time being from another state that was, you know, helped out. So, and then, you know, being from Philly, everybody says brotherly love and maybe that's why I was coined the nicest guy because I'm from Philly. So, um, but it was just, it just meshed so well. And like I said, with the baseball in college, that, team aspect, That's, that is one thing I was missing, and everybody talks about this, that I don't have, I have a lot of friends here, but I have no friends that I could talk to about personal stuff. Um, <clears throat> I, have a, I have a business partner for uh, one of the businesses I have, and I've never talked to him about what's going on or anything. Um, he'd probably, if I started talking, to be like, all right, dude, I got to go, uh, and he would hang up the phone so um and hence the reason why he's never came to f3 either so
1: yeah is that just you feel like it's just i mean it's shared, shared mission you're going through a challenge together and, and then there's there's opportunity i mean you feel like is that that kind of been the secret thought for you just putting you in that space, you've been able to build some, some good relationships there sounds like
0: yeah i mean again it's uh, uh like-minded people and yeah. we're getting together for the same cause and I'm I'm one of those that I love meeting new people. I My wife uh, sometimes is annoyed by it. I remember, um, but she also says, like, if we go in to a crowd, she always wants me to lead because no. she knows I'll talk to whoever. And I remember my best friend growing up, who I've tried to do after, he's back in Philly, he's good buddies with my younger brother as well. Um, and they've tried he won't show up or anything but I remember when we were in college going out to bars and stuff he said to me one time he's like when we go out tonight try not to be so nice
2: Yeah.
0: Like, what, what do you mean by that he goes well sometimes you just talk to whoever and I'm like well first off isn't that what we're supposed to do is go out and meet somebody yeah,
1: yeah. so where do you think that comes from or is that just how you were how um, you were this personality yeah so
0: my parents are from Ireland,
1: oh, okay. and
0: and uh, my dad um, is you know I I talk about this a lot uh, when I've done cues before um, you know my dad came to this country with five bucks in his pocket
2: mm.
0: and he owns real estate now he had a successful business he turned seventy seven yesterday nice. he's still he's still working and he's a roofer and carpenter and but. Working with him my whole life growing up. I didn't work at McDonald's or whatever. I worked for my dad the Mm. entire, every summer, even after school, sometimes if he needed me, I would go work. But the way he would talk to people, Mm. it it was just, it was, he was so outgoing and it was so amazing that nobody could tell if he was lacking in some skill or not. Mm. And, uh, I my whole family is outgoing. Um, Mom, I have an older brother and sister that aren't as outgoing as I am, Um, but we can talk to anybody. It was just the way we were raised. I mean, if someone came into our house, if we didn't stand up and shake their hand, even if it was the neighbor that we saw every day last week and for the last three years, my dad would get mad at us. Oh wow! So yeah, that's that's how we were raised. We shook everybody's hand when they came in and if we didn't if we didn't stand up we even got in trouble so it was just uh it's all because of my parents mainly my dad that really instilled that in us to to talk and I tell my kids that right now because you can go so much further in life if you just talk yeah and I I tell this all the time I don't people want to look at my college GPA because I was not smart at all and most people that know me will say that but <laughs> I can talk my way out of it and yeah. uh, I've never had an issue getting a job um, hmm. or fitting in because I can talk to whoever.
1: Yeah how how have you seen that play out in in F3 just with like kind of the confident you know new guys coming in and different personalities some guys are maybe introverted or have didn't grow up that way. I mean, how has that uh, played out for you within F3?
0: Well, Gator talked about this in his uh, podcast saying, this is the time I'm only the nicest guy in F3 (laughs) is when new guys come in. Um, I am, uh, and Blades of Glory always jokes about it, that I like flock to that new guy to Mm -hmm. become their friend. And again, it's probably because they don't know me. And I can become their best friend before they find out who I really am. So, (laughs) but I do, I love meeting new people because you never know what their story is. And their story may be similar to my story. It may be similar to my brother's story. It may be, you know, whatever it is. And I just, I just love that. So I, I'm, when I go to a workout, the mumble chatter is my favorite thing. So the workout is great. I do it all. I will complain if we run a lot. That's why I don't go to, you know, uh, Barn Doors workouts anymore because he ran too much at the Wall of Kingdom one time. Um, but uh, I, I love the mumble chatter part of it because it makes working out that much better.
1: Yeah, for sure. What So at what point do you feel like you were – um transition to like some more like accountability structure or like the shield lock piece for like, in a from the tech and perspective, like what, what did it take to push you, uh, to go to that level of of relationship with other guys?
0: I mean, it probably day one.
2: I -hmm. mean, it wasn't really a
0: transition. It was just, I saw how they treated me
2: Mm -hmm. and I knew
0: I needed to treat someone else that same way. And again, I, I can talk to anybody. It yeah. doesn't matter who they are. I can talk to anybody. So why mm-hmm. why change that when it's a, a new person coming to F3? I'm not going to change it. so I will flock to that person and talk to them. And, and then when I started bringing these of my own that showed up to F3, and then <clears throat> seeing how there was such a big spider web, like I brought Thomas so mm-hmm. thomas's son and daughter are good friends with my son and daughter so i got him to start coming out and then he's he knew roadhouse he knew all these other guys and it just blew up from there and then chippendale i helped bring him in i know uh, um jean claude helped bring him in but ever since i brought him in he's known a ton of people as well and it's yeah. that part is just to me is 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 fun and then you know I would play basketball. Like I said, that was the only exercising I did. And I would, I knew of short sale, um, before I knew him as Steve Menino, but I didn't know that he did F3 until, and I would see him sometimes playing basketball, but he was standoffish. He wouldn't talk to me. He was, he wasn't as nice as I was. But then when we started doing F3 and I would see him, he actually opened up and he would talk to me. So, um, you know, it's just it's neat that how far F3 has gone, not just in my life, but in Omaha, how yeah. we're intertwined with so many different people. And it's it's fun to see random people say, oh, are you like even women say, oh, are you part of F3? My buddy does that or my my husband's friend doesn't. They'll say yeah. the name and I'm like, OK, do you know the nickname? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who that is.
1: You no, know, for sure. Sometimes I'll get out the roster and and look for the guy. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that guy. His David, that you know, whatever. Um, that
0: what was about the, only the reason why I? That was the only reason why I said I would be the PsyQ at the Wild Kingdom because I wanted the roster in case that happened.
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what about um from like a shield lock perspective? How has that um impacted you? Has that been a helpful thing, or what? Would, what are your thoughts there?
0: Yeah. It, it, it definitely has. I mean, it's just, you know, F3 is all about accountability. Shield lock is even a deeper accountability. Yep. So there are days, I mean, since I've been talking to you, I've gotten like six or seven texts from my shield lock. So it, sometimes it's annoying, yeah. um, especially when I'm trying to get some sleep or do work. But it is um, it is great accountability because, <clears throat> you know, I get texts from other guys and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to show up. But, you know, Wednesday, we have a shield lock beatdown that's scheduled. So yeah. if I don't show up, I actually will get blasted from four <laughs> other guys out there, especially yeah. Gator. And yeah. he's too quick-witted for me. And so I have to make sure I'm on the right side of him or else I do get blasted. So
1: Yeah, oh, that's funny. No, I, I think it's cool. And, I you know, seeing all of the guys in your shield lock, you know, either current site cues or former site cues or just kind of watching you guys support uh, each other has been really, really cool from my perspective. So kudos on that. I, I'm curious your thoughts, you know, on the, so you think about, you know, Fitness Fellowship and Faith, that third F piece, kind of the, um, you know, I know you're involved in a lot of um, events that are kind of a crossover, right? Between like a second and third F kind of thing. Um, so would we, would love your, just your Thoughts on that, some of the events that you've enjoyed, and then also just kind of your personal kind of faith journey. What's that been like?
0: So I've been growing up, I've been, I've gone to church my whole life. Um, When I moved here, I've been going to church with my family and everything. I never once went to a Bible study, never did anything like that. I never prayed Mm. out loud in front of somebody else as well. And when I first saw that that first day, you know, it, I was like, "Oh, this is this is really neat." And then just the other things that the community has done, F3 Omaha has done, really um, has really stuck with me, and that's what keeps me coming back. Um, but it's definitely helped out a lot more with my faith because, again, it's all about the accountability. Hmm. So the yeah, uh, the events that we've done that I've helped out with, uh, um, canned goods when we do it uh, through the CSOP or anything like that. I mean, I I would bring canned goods to my church, and I love my church and all, but it was it felt like I was just bringing it and then I would leave and it didn't feel like I was making an impact. When I'm going to a free workout with 150 other guys to do this C-SOP, and we all bring diapers or canned goods, I know we made an impact because no. it's, an, it's an, a group of guys that aren't even getting paid to do this. We're not paying anything. And we're, I mean, it's just that thing that's awesome to me. So, um, and then, you know, with the uh, fellowship part. I have been, I have taken over the two club conundrum mainly because Ponzi left and he needed someone to take it over. And I think I was the only idiot that responded. Um, So, but I love golf and I like leading that are fun to me and it's something, and it's also easy for me to do, Um, but it is, it is fun. Um, so <laughs> I helped out this year and took it over. And, I mean, it may burn and fail next year. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. But uh, yeah, no. I just love to be able to be a leader. So hmm. it helps me become a, even a better leader.
1: How do you feel like our, our packs respond when, uh, you know, like a new guy like Chowda comes on the scene and starts starts winning all these events? How did that?
0: <laughs> well, it's it's tough when you – like when you do events like that and you buy all these mulligans or whatever, you know, when you have a big, deep pocket, you can buy endless amounts of mulligans. So, no. um, and, you know, I wouldn't say this out loud, but he cheats a lot too. So oh. <laughs> don't tell him that.
1: Uh oh, the, the, <laughs> the next controversial uh, tournament. I can feel it. Tell me, um, if you would, to share a little bit about your experience with this T-top, because we've got one coming up, right, in January, um, and we got some guys that don't don't really know what, what that even is. So just from your perspective, it sounds like those have been impactful events. Would, what would you say?
0: Well, again, I hate to run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This last year when I did it, I, I had to leave early because of a, a volleyball – something I forget I had to leave early – but I remember looking at, uh, I think I, what's it, I'm drawing a black hard hat, had to leave at the same time. And oh. when I left, we were at 6.5 miles ran. And, you know, the name says it all, completely stupid and utterly pointless. Mm-hmm. I have never in my whole life ran that much in one day.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: I don't want to do it again, but I will come out. Um, But it was just the way they broke it up with the Mm -hmm. workouts, but a lot of fun. But just seeing everybody show up, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how many people we had. 158 was it or 140? I don't know what it was. I mean, that's crazy to see on a January day that many people come together and – to, to work out and have a good time. And the mumble chatter was top notch. So yeah.
1: but, um, tell me a little bit, you know, we're, so we're a men's leadership group, right? So um, tell me a little bit about uh, just your experience as a, as a site Q and then also um, kind of selecting a, a successor. What was that like for you?
0: Well, I tried to, as a leader of the wall of kingdom, I tried to, set the standards of no running and if you ran a lot you were going to get banned. Um, so that has stuck around. people are understand that they can be banned now from sites uh, for queuing. so I'm glad I was able to bring that to the <laughs> forefront of f3 Omaha and um, <clears throat> uh, and then you know I brought Thomas out. Mm -hmm. He was selected by Tonight Show. I was – I actually was a little jealous of Thomas getting it after I brought him, and then he becomes the Psycube. But that's probably because Tonight Show doesn't like me. Um, That's a different story. We can talk about that on another podcast. Um, But then Thomas picked me, and it's because I would show up, Mm -hmm. mostly on Tuesdays. And when I thought about who to pick – take over the next year of the Wild Kingdom. I became friends with Ketchup, and he was a good dude, and he would he would show up to the Wild Kingdom on a regular basis. He'd actually... I mean, I have a text, um, but when we did that little... Uh, Gator and I did that little thing where I came as Patrick Collins and got coined the Duke of Douchebag,
2: yeah. he
0: said... He, Ketchup did say you're one of my uh, favorite humans in the world. I have the text. I saved it nice. because he didn't know what was going on. He just saw the video and he texted me. He goes, "What the hell did you do today?" And I told him that I dressed up as an FNG, and that's what he said. So because he was so nice to me, I thought he would be a great person to lead, and he has. I mean, he's been uh, he's done a great job, and he's. I'm glad I picked them. So I actually picked them a long time ago because I didn't want someone else to pick them, and also because I thought I wouldn't be able to last the whole year uh, at the Wild Kingdom. So I just had them in my back pocket in case I had to bail out for any reason. But I lasted a full year, I think over a year, and he's done a great job.
1: And you did you did submit a final year annual summary blast, right? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that, that well <clears throat> let's put it this way <clears throat> excuse me um i handed out blast on my last day yeah. which i don't think it's ever been done in the history right. of f3 right so i i, I called up dread he didn't answer my call or text or voicemail or email or you know i think i sent him a couple other messages but he never responded but i'm pretty sure i'm the first person to hand out a back blast. At the end of the workout, on yeah.
1: paper. Yeah. So yeah, I've never seen it done. I've never heard of it either. I, that was a that was a really fun shovel path uh, to be at. I, you know, it, it's funny because I think, um, you know, it's interesting, right? I wonder how often that happens where we we ask a guy to be a fight cue before we ask the guy who brought him out. Um, I don't know that we I don't know that we've ever kept track of that, but I'm sure it's happened more than more than just one, but. Um, yeah, I'm curious your your thoughts are or any advice you would have for uh, site Q or even for an FNG.
0: So for a site I, I know Gator he talked about this in his podcast, and I tried to have someone new every week, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> so I thought that was good. I also tried to get people that didn't come to the Wild Kingdom. Oh yeah, uh, on a re- like guys from Sarpy or East on the East side of town. So I try to get guys to come out. Um, And the one way I started to do it is if you do cue, we're going to lunch and I tried to make them pay, um, but they didn't usually pay. I had to pay my own way, Um, but it was another way for that fellowship to get to know them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did do that quite a few, uh, a lot of times, uh, this past year where people would queue that I didn't know. Mm. And then we'd go and have lunch later that week. So, um, as an FNG, as an FNG, I I tell all FNGs, uh, you know, you know, if they ever need anything to give someone a call or reach out, um, I like to reach out to the, to the new guys, just again, to hear their story because everybody has a story. Um, people have said, Oh, my story is neat. Everybody has a neat story. It doesn't matter who they are. They have a neat story. And when they say they don't, they, they definitely do. So, um, there's so many, so many things that people do or have done or went to where they went to college or whatever it may be. Mm. Uh, that that's, that's what I love. So, and you know, having my parents be from another country, That's why I become buddies with Yodel and uh, Miyagi, you know, because they're here illegally and stuff. So I like talking to them. I mean, (laughs) legally, they're here. So,
1: oh man, it's always fun to, you know, just the backlash from some of the things that people say on the show. So I'll be curious to know from your uh, perspective, but what. What would you say is your story? So, is, you know, you kind of shared um, a little bit about your parents, and but but anything else within your your story that you feel like maybe over the last few years through F3 you've gotten to kind of improve upon or um, share with other guys? Or what, what would you feel that? Well, the,
0: the, and I talk about this. I do it every September 10th if I queue, I talk about the reason why I do F3, why I come back, why I love it. Um, September 10th, 2016, my younger brother, El Toro, uh, they gave birth to their first child, um, Thomas Patrick. Uh, Unfortunately, 15 hours later, he passed away. Hmm. And that was very tough on, obviously, our family, but very obviously tough on my brother and his his wife. And my sister-in-law got help. She went to get counseling, went to get help. My brother, just like most men, we're strong. We can mm.
2: you
0: know we can last. Um he didn't he didn't need counseling, he said, until he found F3. Mm. F three is his counseling. And the <clears throat> the day before I let me see here. The day before I showed up, I believe it was was the first time he ever prayed. They asked him to pray that he did the prayer at the end. Wow. And that was the first time he's ever done that. And when I heard that, it was just like, there's something here. And F3 is the counseling that people need. So you, we talked about the sad clown. Um, that, that's, that's why I come out. No. I like to meet people and I like to know their story because there might be something that I can help them with because I can't be there for my brother. Typically on September 10th, I can't be there for him. I know it's a tough day for him. I can show up in Omaha, be there for somebody else that may need me and you know, whatever it may be. And I'm not a big hugger, but I've hugged more men in the last three years than I've hugged uh, the previous 41 years. So
1: That's awesome. Do you think, is that why, cause I, you know, I think you are a guy that uses humor, right. To help us all kind of not take ourselves too seriously. Do you, is that, I mean, where does that fit in for you or, you know, cause I, some of it, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, I just love the reminder, like, cause I can totally take myself too seriously and, and then get stuck in a rut. And when I, when there's guys around that are um, just creating space to have fun or to, you know, be a little more lighthearted, but where, where does that fit in for you from your perspective?
0: So, I mean, that goes back to my dad. I I had red hair growing up.
1: Okay. What happened? A lot of people
0: don't. <clears throat> exactly. It, it turned. Um, I had red hair growing up. My kids are both redheads. I mean, it's yeah. vibrant. Yeah. And But I had it growing up, and I remember in second grade, I came home crying because they made fun of me. Mm. And I came in the door. My dad was like, what's wrong? And I said, well, they made fun of me. And he's like, who cares? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, who cares? Make fun of yourself. And ever since then, I was like, oh, I'll turn it around on them. Mm. And I just, that's why I'm, I guess, an idiot the way I do things. Um, I joke around a lot. I know when to be serious. Mm. Um, but I know humor is me, is one of the best medicines out there.
2: Yeah. So, it, it
0: helps out so much. Uh, there's times where it can be, it's being, you need to be serious, but then there's times right after you're being serious, you need to laugh. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not the funniest guy. I know, you know, Gator is a funny dude. Um, fine print is probably in my opinion, <laughs> one of the funniest guys out there. And, um, but uh, that's why, uh, again, it's, humor is what I need uh, it helps me out and like I said it's it's I think it's the best medicine
1: yeah no I I agree what um curious your thoughts too because as you're you know thinking about just creating space for other guys um, you know to grow and, and to learn you also mentioned your 2.0 right and so that's been something where I know you've been pretty closely involved just bringing your kids out and whats that experience been like having your 2.0s come to what well,
0: I- <clears throat> my my daughter loves it she wishes that she could come out more often and I said it's open to all men I said you can go to FIA but mm-hmm. then I hear what some of the uh, exercises are called over there and I'm like oh, maybe we need to wait a few years <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I love uh, I love dealing with kids and no. you know again I'm I'm not the, I know I'm not the funniest guy out there. I'm an idiot half the time, but kids think I'm very funny. So Mm -hmm. I love doing 2.0 workouts because they think I'm hilarious. So because I don't care, I say whatever. And I love being able to work out with my kids and show them, you know, somewhat of me leading because I hope that, you know, will help them in the future. And I know it does because, when I started doing F3 about eight months later, and that's, I guess it was probably 10 months later that following summer, my daughter, Thomas's daughter and two other friends started going to the park in the morning and they called themselves G4. And (laughs) they were doing work. They were doing their workouts and they were doing workouts that we did. So the, Side Straddle hops and the merkins and stuff, and they would run, and she would come home and tell me exactly what they did, and they did the name-a-rama and stuff, and she loved it. And we did a Father's Day workout, and Ponzi, which I thought was odd that he actually asked me because he's usually mean to me, but he asked my daughter to lead one of the stations, so because he had heard about their group, so the three other girls that uh, were working out with my daughter came and they ran that station that went, that was at Aldridge. So showing that to my kids and having, being able to work out with them is just another way that I'm able to connect with them and show them what other guys are doing too, being leaders. So
1: that's really cool. Yeah, I, I love that. It's really cool just to see guys interact with their kids too. You know, like, um, you know, if you've been there, my daughter has now decided she doesn't want to come because she's only been going to make me happy, uh, which is like, okay, well, you know, maybe that'll change. But, um, you know, one what, what other question for you is I'm thinking about, you know, just kind of this idea of um, kind of the four quadrants, right? Get right, live right, lead right, and and leave right when you think about your legacy or kind of that leave right piece, um, what, what, what do you hope uh, people remember or, or take away from their uh, interactions with you?
0: Well, first off that I lived life to the fullest, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to, I want to be serious, but I don't want to be taken too serious. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, I do sometimes uh, struggle Uh, inside sometimes where people say oh Mufasa or Gibbons he just jokes around all the time and I want to make sure they know I'm not always that way and so that's why leading workouts or you know the two club conundrum you know stuff like that I can show a different side I can still have fun but I'm on being a different type of leader and I remember Ponzi saying uh, when we were doing the two club he was like man you really you know I got sponsors and people to donate he's like you really took this on and I think he was surprised that I wasn't a complete moron so um and maybe that's why he passed the flag to me to take over but Mm. so that is the legacy I want to leave on and that's why I want my kids to come out because you know sometimes I'm at home I'm yelling at them, uh-huh. which I shouldn't be doing, but I'm yelling at them because they they're on their game, their phones too much, or playing the game too much, or got to come up for dinner, or whatever it may be.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I just, uh, you know, you can have fun, but then you can be serious, and so.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I like that, and that's I've been trying to learn. <laughs> how to do that it's a it's an interesting kind of harmony between um you know when to be serious and, and when not to be so I, I like that and you know as you're thinking about that um how can we be praying for or encouraging you now or when we see out there in the gloom where do you, you feel like you need encouragement today
0: well uh kind of like i talked about at the beginning is i have not been showing up as much mm-hmm. uh since passing the flag and it, I think it might be more due to the weather. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And um, since we have grown bigger and bigger and bigger, we are losing touch with people that don't show up as much anymore that were showing up because I remember there was a period of time a couple of years ago where I hadn't shown up for a couple of weeks and wait time tonight show and tater tot reached out to me.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: and I think you did too. Sorry yeah. about that, plague. You did that's too. Right. Um, yeah. Just saying, hey brother, just checking on you. I hadn't seen you in a while, and I think that's can that that can be um, somewhat of a curse getting so big in F three Omaha yeah. at least because we won't know. Oh, who, Mufasa didn't show up, or uh, you know, plague didn't show up today. I wonder where he's at. Right. Um, so that's one thing I've been maybe struggling. Now I have traveled quite a bit the last uh, month and a half so like last week i was gone for three three days but i did show up on saturday today i didn't show up just because i didn't show up um Mm -hmm. tomorrow i'm not going to show up because it's supposed to rain i'm (laughs) i'm like chucky i i melt in the rain Uh, (laughs) but uh that is one thing if you don't see someone that hasn't been out that you used to see out all the time you know, even if you don't talk, you know, especially if you don't talk to them, don't you know, reach out and just send a quick text or, you know, whatever. Absolutely. So one, one, one thing I would love, and I don't know how it would be done besides Slack is, you know, we, the site cues have the roster. If there was an easier way for people that aren't on Slack or an easier way for other PAX members to have the roster. Yeah. Um, now. I understand it can be good or bad no. because there are some guys that showed up one time and may use that list to solicit business. Right, um, but uh, there is, um, but I guess that comes down to just getting to know your fellow PAX member and getting their phone number and stuff. So
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> we we haven't talked about sharing the roster, and I think it. It's going to stay where it's at today, right? In order to get access, you got to be a site queue, but we are looking at what else. I think you're right, right? It could be more than just the site queues that are reaching out um, to guys, but definitely hear you there. And it is tough, you know, as the, as the weather gets colder, um, it, is, it is hard. I think there's there's probably a list of guys we can all reach out to, but definitely we'll keep you keep you on that list. Anything else that you feel like we maybe didn't get a touch on today that you would want to share with, with guys that are listening, anything any encouragement for others or just things that that you would want guys to know about you
0: I think we uh, covered it all I mean uh, uh, I didn't I don't think I coined the phrase the nicest guy in f3 I think it was just given to me mm-hmm. um, we we can discuss that later but uh, people will have different opinions on that but uh, the biggest thing is just to ha- have fun. When you go out you can do the hard work but don't be so serious like khakis is all the time I mean it's
1: it's not healthy to be that serious so <laughs> yeah no I'm I uh I can at least for me I'm <laughs> way healthier when I don't take myself so seriously so that I yeah that's good well let's do uh we'll do nameama here I'll start us off uh Brandon Flea Hardy 36 the plague the plague Michael Gibbons 45 mufasa mufasa uh, me uh, that's awesome. Hey, thanks for just uh, being vulnerable and sharing your story, man. I appreciate it. I think a lot of guys will identify. I appreciate it. Have a good afternoon. All right, YouTube. Like, right. we'll see you.